Hello and welcome to Heifer Productions, The Twelve Ghosts. This is the series where we bring to you 12 ghost stories from around Yorkshire. These ghost stories are all told in aid of Fair Share, the excellent charity that delivers surplus food to food banks through Yorkshire and the UK. We hope you enjoy these stories and perhaps you might want to consider sleeping with the light on tonight. The Bride, read by Rosa Juscan. In my line of work you see all sorts. You ask anyone in the takeaway business, hungry people come in all shapes and sizes. You see the best and worst of humanity I can tell you. I've had them all. Mildly teenagers, happy drunks, angry drunks, stag do's, endos, homeless folk just looking for five minutes of warmth. You learn to take things in your stride. That's perhaps why I wasn't surprised when I saw her as she was hunched over on a bench, head in her hands. Fancy dress isn't unusual around here, especially on a weekend. And I've seen some crackers, I can tell you. Cowboys, Indians, doctors and nurses. Nowadays it seems to always that Trump character, all wispy blonde wigs and orange faces. I have to say, this was the first time I'd seen a bride though. There she was, decked out in a beautiful billowing white dress. I suppose I'd call it vintage or retro. That kind of thing's popular now, isn't it? It was right classy. I could see that even through our greasy old window. The kind of dress you'd be proud to see your daughter in. She must have spent a fair whack on it too. Seemed a waste for a fancy dress. I remember it as clear as day. The way the veil caught the wind. She looked like a fragile little flag were ready to blow away with the next gust. Right state she was in. I actually heard her before I saw her. Crying and wailing like the world had come to an end. You get used to this sort of thing in my life. Kind of work, like I said. You see all sorts. Lots of people get a bit tearful after a few pints, I can tell you. This one really was making a racket go. On and on she went. The sound she was making went right through me. I tried to ignore her at first and got on with battering the fish, but it was just too much in the end and it only seemed right to nip out and check on her. Poor dear. I wiped my hands on my apron, lifted the counter and made my way outside. You have to be careful on our road. They drive like bloody lunatics up here. Your boy racer types up and down, up and down. Because like nobody's business. I waited at the curb, but there wasn't a car in sight. Well, I never, I thought. Saturday night, Christmas Eve, and not a bloody car in sight. She was only a little thing. Tiny little shoulders that shook with every sob and the thinnest little wrists and hands. White as a cloud she was. I got closer but she carried on bawling away. She didn't seem to know I was there. I cleared my throat, I thought. I didn't want to startle her or anything. But on and on she went, sobbing and shrieking. In fact, 
It seemed to be getting worse. Little cat, she was clawing at her head with her fingernails. Bloody hell, I thought, I can't have this. She's going to do herself some damage if she carries on like that. Mother's instincts, you see, nothing a hug won't fix. Living up north, you get used to the cold, I can tell you. But sitting down next to her knocked me for six. It was like someone had thrown a bucket of icy water all over me. I'd never felt anything like it. I, I tried to stand up again straight away, but I couldn't move an inch. My legs felt like weights and my hands were numb. I had to gasp for air to catch my breath. It was strange. The crying had stopped. Now there was only silence. A silence which was so, somehow louder than even the busiest street. I think everyone knows that feeling. You get that feeling when you know something isn't quite right. There's nothing like that feeling. That hollow, sickly sensation in your belly. Your senses are suddenly alive, so alert that you feel like you could hear a pin drop and you're being watched. You can feel those little eyes on you burning into the side of your head. You don't want to look, but you know you will in the end. Every instinct is telling you to run, run, run. Get out of there right quick. But your body won't listen. You're stuck by the idea that your movements are not your own. You feel that your head is turning towards that veil. No longer the pure white you thought it was, but instead stained and soiled as if dragged through the dirt. You watch as your trembling hands fumble with that veil, lifting it up. There are church bells ringing and the cows pulled up to the curb. There she is, the bride, all smiles and laughter. Her friends are waving from her across the road and she's so excited in that moment that she runs towards her without a second thought. This is the happiest day of her life and she doesn't want to wait another second. The car hits her hard and at first she's suspended in the air and it's almost beautiful. A white dress catches in the wind and she's floating like a cloud in the sky. But then she drops and she's on the ground, rolling and rolling across the dirty dark gravel until she stops and then there's nothing. That face stares back at you and it's hard to take it all in. In those wide bloodshot eyes you see her story and you see her rage. And that sound, that terrible sound that pierces your ears and makes your head say with pain, that mouth, once smiling and beautiful, is contorted in a snarl, screaming, screaming, screaming. Why? 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 Thank you for listening to The Twelve Ghosts. All of these stories are in aid of fair share. You can give to our Just Giving page 
at www.justgiving forward slash Heifer Productions. Heifer is H-E-I-F-E-R. Please do give as generously as you are able and we hope to see you again.